Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Happy holidays to you. This is Bob Sekoler, and this is the Louisville Real Estate Show. Here with you for the next step to the top of the hour. And with us, uh, this pre-holiday show, the pre-Christmas show, we've got Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, at 499-6360. Chuck does phenomenal closings. I'm just telling you, I've had closings with him multiple times, many, many times. Great guy, entertaining, makes them go quickly and very efficiently. So if you're looking to a closing, a will, and as Chuck likes to say, let me see if I get this right, if he can't do it, he knows someone who can. If he doesn't do it. Okay, if he doesn't. If I he don't do it, I know who does. Okay, there you go. Because I can do anything. You can. And Absolutely. Do, do it well. Also here, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, so the number one home team inspection service in the country. You can reach them at their new number, by the way. Make note, 844-411-TEAM. <laughs> and uh, they come in like a team, and they do their job quickly and efficiently. Fast and efficient, like Fast. this Sunday morning. You better believe it. And for those of you who uh, also know my son Greg is joining us, the fourth voice, uh, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. Point out, if you'd like to see a replay of um, the show, we record it from our Zoom recording here uh, from each of our offices and homes and studios, and then it goes up to Zoom, then I push it up over to YouTube, which is where it's airing uh, at on YouTube, and you can go there and see it for yourself, LouisvilleAnswers.com, LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel. And you'll be able to see what Brad is wearing today, which is a bit unusual. I guess it's a formality as up and for the holidays, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm dressed for radio, Bob. I've got the uh, the reindeer bow tie thing going on. Yes. I've got the the, the, the the Christmas socks. You know, I just tried to get in the festive spirit for uh, for for today. You and you've actually tied your own tie. Have yeah. You not? Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. No, 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 no clip-ons no for this inspector. Uh, no. He's right. a man, man. Up first, three reasons that we and hopefully you are all optimistic about real estate in this coming year, uh, as we get ready to celebrate both the holiday. Christmas and New Year's a week after. The economy, for example, number one, is expected to continue to improve. That's at least to really a wide variety of uh, economic indicators. Also, interest rates are projected to stay low. We're hearing different things, but at least halfway through uh, 2021, they'll stay low. Future home sales are forecasted to grow, especially with a lot of people who are looking to either build or buy resales. And so the bottom line is experts are forecasting that buyers and sellers are going to be active in 2021. And if you've thought about buying or selling your home this year but have held off, well, 21 is the time, especially with the vaccine on the forefront. Uh, 2021 is the year to make that happen. All right. One, let's go to some problems, questions, concerns that we have. And the first one that we are working with, we are actively working with this problem. And Chuck, you know about it because I think my uh, one of our clients called you. Um, and imagine this, folks. Holiday time. Your house is sold, when, and we sold it. House is sold. And then you get wind that the home that you're buying, the owner has decided they don't want to sell. Yep. They So the client has done the inspection, we've worked through that, the uh, appraisal's been done, we've worked through that, and now we're at a point of purchasing, uh, 
and the buyer, uh, my client of this house, the guy saying, nope, not going to sell now. He decided not to. Chuck, this is not a, a common problem, but it happens. It so, does happen. So for, for legal advice, what would you advise uh, this particular person and all others? Well, in this particular case, uh, we suggested that they contact a, uh, an attorney that does real estate litigation because clearly if he won't sell, this, that's where this is going to end up. Uh, I mean, there's always the uh, obvious three remedies. Uh, court can, uh, uh, can say, hey, you have to sell it. Doesn't really happen often at all, especially with residential. Uh, there's damages. Seller uh, or the buyer has to go get a new home. There's going to be extra costs. There's going to be a difference in price on houses. Uh, the difference between the new house uh, is going to be damages, uh, presuming that they're roughly the same. Um, and then there's agents that are going to have uh, commission claims here. So uh, it's just a an all around bad position to put yourself in without some sort of reason the problem that we're hearing is that the, the attorneys that the client has my client has gone to uh either they're so swamped they can't get involved in it or they yeah. want a lot of money up front as a retainer yeah that does happen um yeah. that does happen but uh you know on the radio show we can only speak hypothetically right uh and hypothetically there is definitely a cause of action here you know that's what we're suggesting to uh, the client to do is to take that action all right, moving on um, for Brad and actually for all of us, Greg, also Chuck, um, we, all, we all have garbage disposals mm -hmm. and uh, we use them. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm using it every day. Yeah. There are some ways to make extend the life and some myths about garbage disposal. So just think, I know Chuck likes to cook. He's an amazing cook. Brad, from your standpoint, one of the myths has been to only run a disposal for short spurts of time. You're shaking your head no. Tell us. Yeah, no, that is that is not a good idea. You want to run the garbage disposal long enough that all of the debris can get cleared out. And after you you stop the disposer, and that's, you know, give once the sound has all gone away, you don't hear any more grinding, let it go, you know, at least another 10 seconds, 15 seconds. But keep the water running. You need to you need to flush that that uh, those pipes out. Wait, 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 so, Brad, Brad, wait, wait. What you're saying is that the noise is supposed to stop because in my household, there's always that noise of metal still going. Well, the, something that was chewed up could but, be a penny. Okay. You know, is that, oh, don't do the that. spoons and all that. You know, that's and, <laughs> a and that gets dropper. You, or no, it's not, Greg. It's not going to sharpen the blades. So there are no. Okay, that was my next inside. question. No, that was my no, next question. no, don't, no, don't do that. But yeah, the the. The biggest trick after that, though, is make sure that you run water for an extensive amount of time. There are fibrous foods that will clog up pipes, eggshells. I, I can tell I've got plenty of experience you know, that, with, yeah, with yeah. clogged up uh, pipes with eggshells. But just flush them with just, you know, just cold water. You don't need hot water going through there. That just loosens up all of the, the oils and greases and moves them down throughout your pipes. All right. Myth number two is that garbage disposals are not good for septic systems. You know, I don't, uh, I'm, they work fine. Uh, modern disposer uh, does, uh, chops up the, uh, the particles very fine. Um, I don't think you're going to fill up your septic tank any, uh, any sooner by mm -hmm. the uh, small amount of food particles and food waste that you're pushing through the, uh, the disposer. I've heard people say that they would never use it and they use a waste bucket or a compost bin. 
that's that's okay. That's but, a good point, though. I never, I never, you know, I guess I've never been on septic, but you know, I never thought of that as far as just any waste, anything. Period. You know, a lot right. of people just throw the food that scraps right. down the sink, but if you got a septic, it's probably good. Just anything, you know, anything well, that help increase just, the life. Yeah, but keep in mind that you know the enzymes are are the bacteria so breaking those things down. So it's that, just yeah. it's just it's just feeding those things, and you're really not you know unless you're left with like bone fragments. I mean, everything else is pretty well getting uh, disposed of by the well, enzymes. Well, and speaking of that, that takes us to myth number three that many foods simply won't grind down, and really doesn't it dis- depend on the disposal and the horsepower? Yeah. Do you yeah. recommend one hor- horsepower over another? For well, for- I mean, oh. it, it, probably the the small ones that the little you know one third horsepower jobs they're not going to work very well but you mean the the modern you know insincorator half horsepower on up i mean those things the the little spoons that greg's putting in his disposer it's going to take care of those too um they're pretty powerful chuck i heard you had a 10 horsepower garbage disposal is that true (laughs) gas powered sherry suggested that we get that i'm not sure why (laughs) putting bodies down uh, so, yeah, so yeah, bone, you don't want to grind bones. That's, I mean, that's pretty obvious. All right, garbage disposal and wastewater, wasting of energy that uh, even most uh, eco-conscious folks can't argue with the math on the average. The energy used to run a garbage disposal comes to, is, is this true that I, in my report that I have that it's less than 60 cents a year? It's, yeah, it's not much. I mean, how often are you running your garbage disposal and for how long? I mean, you're not using yeah. a lot of electricity. You're using some water to, to flush the pipes. Um, well, but, apparently, I'm going to be doing it longer than I used to. True. <laughs> yeah. But, but on that point, though, that the running of the water, uh, it amounts to a, a standard about a gallon a day. Yeah. And that, to put that in perspective, toilets typically use, what, uh, more than a gallon for each time you flush? About a ga- well, I mean, modern toilets are going to be about a gallon and a half. So, hmm. you yeah. know, that, I mean, think about a shower and bath and yeah, it's a lot of water compared to the disposal. Has anyone ever heard the myth that you put ice cubes uh, down the garbage disposal yeah. to sharpen yeah. the blades? Yes. My, uh, my mother was taught that by her father oh. uh, back in the fifties. Uh, so my mother always put gar- uh, ice down. It's like, mom, there are no blades. This isn't like a blender, you know, with blades in it. This is, you know, I was always on. told to drop down a, a, a part of a lime or a lemon. That'll yeah, that'll freshen it up. It, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Make it, make it smell better. You know? Yeah. There's there's other chemical products you can use. There's these cool soap packets that you put in. You yeah. churn them up, and they have the blue foam come squirting out the top of it. Squirting? Oh. Yeah, it does. Excellent. It's like a it's like a blue volcano. It's I never saw that. I never saw they, that. Okay. Yeah, they're a little bag that you put in, grind it up, add Unsized water to it, and so, uh, they clean things out. So don't use ice cubes because you don't have blades to sharpen. No. Um, eggshells? Uh, no, yes. Yeah. Well, eggshells are, I mean, uh, well, there's an argument even in our house. My wife yeah. refuses to put them down. I put eggshells down. You just got to make sure you flush them through because they will set up like concrete. Got it. Finally, hot water is Put, putting hot water down the garbage disposal the way to go. No, the problem with hot water is that any of the fats that you have that are that are congealed or hardened up, uh, they will now be liquefied, and then all you're doing is just adding layer upon layer to your to your pipes. All right. So no, not hot water. There, there you go. Some of the myths surrounding garbage disposals. By the way, coming up a little later on after the break, improvements new homeowners should tackle first if you're buying a new or resale home. If you want more information about us, the Sokolder team, you can head to 
LouisvilleSellersTalk.com and see some videos from our sellers or also go to LouisvilleZillow.com. Chuck from Jonas, he says he's been renting out his home for the past four years and he's tired of working with renters, so he wants to sell the house. The problem is the renter left the house a disaster and Jonas says the security deposit will not cover the repairs of the walls or flooring. Does Jonas have any legal action, Chuck? Absolutely. Um, you just have to get a baseline of what damages are involved. Uh, so he has to fix the place. So go ahead and fix it. Deduct, obviously, the good faith deposit or the security deposit. I'm sorry. And uh, then the difference is what you sue him for. Then if you, now, well, you can go after him, you know, the yeah. next location. Now that's, yeah. that's presuming that he's jumped through all the right hoops, okay? Mm -hmm. Because at the very beginning of the lease, you have to do a comprehensive list of damages, the cost to repair, and get everybody to sign off on it. Now, you're supposed to do the same thing at the end of the lease uh, and get them to sign off or dissent. And if they refuse to do it, well, then he's in pretty good shape. But you have to actually jump through the hoops. Now, if you don't jump through the hoops, you don't have a security deposit. The statute's mm -hmm. pretty clear about that. Um, so just need to make sure that uh, he's got all his paperwork up front. So just FYI, that's important to have an attorney that you're working with if you're going to get into the rental business or you are going to lease out a property. Uh, I'll give you Chuck's phone number in just a moment. He's the guy because you know, I'm telling you, he does a great job and he's easy to get to, which is probably the most important thing. Uh, a quick reminder, we're going to check on home improvements to tackle first in a couple of minutes after we come back from the break. Uh, Chuck's phone number, just so you know, as I mentioned, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. And if, by the way, because we're in our COVID shows where we're not actually in the studios over at 840WHS. We don't have the ability to put your phone calls into the show. So that's why I'm reading you. Email me your questions and you can reach me, Bob, at com, and just put radio question in the subject line and we'll use them on the air and let us know if you want us to use your name or not. Also with us, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. Their new number, 844-411-TEAM. Oh, look, it's ringing already, Are you Chuck. ready? Oh, sorry. Calls are coming that's in. quick. 844-411-TEAM for Brad Lawler and Home Team Inspection Service. My son, Greg, who does all of our marketing and photography and so much more. You can reach me anytime, day or night, weekends as well, just after the show. 376-5483-502, 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. 
Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sokoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Bob Sokoler here with you. Thank you so much, Barbara Crookburn, who is my mentor and friend, and I appreciate everything that uh, she consults with us on. Here with us for the rest of this half hour, we've got Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son, Gregor, does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me, Bob Sikola, anytime, 376-5483. Okay, I know Chuck recently purchased a condo. Brad does home inspections all the time. Uh, I just, three, four years ago, bought a new house, and son, son Greg just built a new house. So home improvements or home items we all should tackle. First, making sure to keep away rain. Climate changes have brought heavy rains and storms to parts of the country, and so you want to make sure your gutters, downspouts are clear of not only leaks, but leaves and debris. Next, tighten the envelope. Homes that are not well sealed allow warm air to escape, especially this time of the year, and cool air in the summer, so make sure they're tight, uh, meaning that you're not getting a lot of loss of air going through windows and doors. And again, it looks, look for cracks, right, Brad? Uh, in a very short nutshell, so you can see crack of light coming through a window yep. or, or door, you're losing power. or especially, especially under the doors. You know, doors change shape a little bit as, they, uh, as houses get older. Just look, at, look for light coming in and uh, put the caulk around the windows. I, um, do you, I don't know, Chuck or Greg or Brad, or I know myself on the house that I bought in one of the rooms in the master bedroom under the door, there was a, you could see light coming in. So I bought that thing. You know, they advertise it on oh, a TV, like the as seen on TV. It's like two tubes and then this fabric that goes under the, holding the tubes close to the door. Mm-hmm. It worked. Yeah. I and mean, it really does cut down on it. So mm-hmm. anyway, just a thought. You want to inspect the foundation, make sure there are no cracks as you've gone through. Hopefully you've had a home inspection. They would have raised that question, but also make sure that as you go through year to year that you're checking the foundation. Inspect the roof. Make sure that you don't see shingles that are upturned. Update the lighting. We've talked about this on this show many times before. Um, If you're using older incandescent light bulbs, they increase the energy cost where LEDs will work wonders. And Greg will tell you, mm-hmm. they try to get LEDs, what is it, in the 26 to 3,000 K range? That's the color temperature? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything um, on the cooler side, um, when you get the more, more blues, it's starting to kind of be a trend where back in the day, it was kind of more of a yellowish, uh, warmer tint. Um, 
you know, it, it's, it's all to the eye. But when you, when you come in and you walk into it, you don't want it to feel too sterile. You don't want it to feel too old and yellow. So there's a happy medium. Yeah, 2,600, 2,800, even 3,000 K. It's more of a warm feeling, whereas the 5,000 K, it gives you the feeling of an office or a hospital. You want to make sure your air conditioning and heating is serviced on a, a, twice a year and then prepare for outages. Make sure you got candles and flashlights and updated batteries. Maintain wood if you see wood. Brad, what's a good sign of uh, termites if the wood starts showing holes? What would you say the easiest thing to do? Let's see. Now, here, here we're probably going to see little, little dust specks before we see actually holes in the wood. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll see you know, dust in places that there shouldn't be dust. Or you'll see a little, little tiny hole in, a, in your drywall. You know, that's, that's kind of where they, you know, you'll see mud tubes sometimes on the outside of your, of your uh, foundation. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, the termites here move around is in, in mud tubes mud and tubes. subterranean. Yeah. Finally, uh, chimneys. How often should all of us uh, who have chimneys, whether there, and is there a difference for firewood versus gas, how often should they be inspected by a chimney sweep? Yeah, if you're burning wood, if, if you're actually using wood, then, I mean, I'm going to recommend a chimney sweep every year to take a look at it because creosote builds up and that's where you get chimney fires. Gas, I don't, I don't know, you know, that it's necessary on, you know, any real frequency. I don't know exactly what the maintenance schedule would be on gas, but you definitely want to make sure that all the burners are clean and dust is cleaned up before you uh, fire up your, your uh, gas logs uh, for the first time each yeah. year make sure the damper is cracked open so that the uh the exhaust gases can escape too yeah. one other thing bob yep. the yep. you know gutters right now people yep. need to make sure their gutters are cleaned out and water is moving from downspouts away from the foundation because you can get leaks in the foundation also water backs up if it freezes underneath the roof shingles and sh- you got sure a problem yeah sure does it. good a new survey out 45% of consumers are saying that they would move if bosses continue to allow remote work. Chuck, I know you have at least one employee at the front desk. Would you allow him or her to, and also your wife, to work from home if they could, as opposed to coming in every day? Have you thought about that? In- uh, we've already done it in some instances. Uh-huh. Uh, when the governor told us to uh, drop a number of people here, we had Robert go home. Computer setup, printers, scanners. So we've already done it. We're seeing a, a major shift in how people are going to work down the road. Well, yeah. for, for large companies, it, it's, it's cost effective. If you don't have to bring somebody in and they can pay for their own internet, their own, over, their own overhead, and then you give them a computer to work off of, yep. and they can travel around. Now, now, instead of working nine to five, you can work 8.30 to 7.30 and the weekends and expect it because you've got the, the stuff set up. Google, um, all these large companies out in Silicon Valley, done. They're not, they, they, don't, they don't need to come back. There are some old school offices that will hang yeah. on simply because you own the office. Why are you going to – you own, you own this. You don't need to send people out because you've already got the cost. But for people that can, you see commercial we – are, we are going through a great reshuffle in but the next I'm just telling you, all the commercial buildings can be repurposed if we just think about it and reformatted for condos. Very simple changes, may not be as much light as you want coming in from windows, but this is because there's a a housing shortage. This is the answer down the road for that. Chuck, this comes from Bill, and he is saying, I'm buying my very first house. Congratulations, Bill. And he says, I'm in the process of preparing to move out of my apartment this past Friday. This is going to sound familiar. My agent called and told 
told Bill that the seller's new home is not ready and the seller is refusing to move out until it's ready. And that's not what they agreed upon. It's not in the contract. Are there any, any that's what I'm saying. This is not the only yeah. time we've heard this. What would you su suggest to Bill at this point? Well, there's always a couple ways to handle it. Um, if he's moving out of an apartment, he's the one that has to get out because uh, he's going to have uh, issues on the other side of the deal. Now, uh, you were saying something about this Friday. And yeah. Clearly, he's probably got to the end of the month uh, before he has to get out. But uh, So there's a little flexibility available. But the seller you know, has to stick by the contract. It doesn't it, – it may be contingent in some regards to other deals, but probably not on this issue. Now, what happens? Worst-case scenario, our guy um, doesn't get out of the house – so the buyer has to go and get, say, an extended stay for a little while. That sounds to me an awful lot like damages. Um, so it would uh, be something to talk to an attorney about. Now, does that, would that come from you as a closing attorney or do you refer? No, no that would have to come from someone else. As a closing attorney, you represent yeah. the lenders. Uh -huh. uh, in a case like that, that's, that would definitely be a conflict. Got it. Okay. Moving on, another issue, you might find this somewhat um, interesting, depending upon your household, when it comes to putting toilet paper on the roll, on the, the roller, yep. does the toilet paper go over the top or does it hang under the bottom? It's over an age-old question. No, it's not. It's a okay. fact. Okay, it goes over the top. It goes over the top. You're, over you're, the there's a word for people that, that go under the bottom, but we won't. It's family-friendly. Yeah. It goes yeah. over the top. Greg, over the top. no kidding. There is an inspector in town that will, when he sees them go underneath, he, he snaps it as a defect and includes it in his report just as a, a little bit <laughs> no. of levity. Yeah. yeah, for real. He does it. He, it's, it's just his little <laughs> trademark <laughs> thing. But yeah, he does. It's, it's hilarious. There's but, no age-old question here, Bob. Yeah. But <laughs> over the top. All right. So it's the, the actual answer has been confirmed. Should the end of the toilet paper hang over the top of the roll or be tucked underneath. And according to a, an 1891 patent by New York businessman Seth Wheeler, who actually was the inventor of the toilet paper itself, um, it goes over the top. Credited by some as America's founding father of toilet paper, Wheeler patented the first perforated wipes in 1871, and he launched his Albany Perforated Wrapping Paper Company in nineteen. Well, I'll tell you why. Seventy-seven. Yeah, it's all because of the perforation, right? So if if the if it's under and you try to tear it from under, chances are you don't have that 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 um that force against that perforation. So you'll end up pulling more toilet paper. But when it's over the top and you pull it in towards you, it's creating that force. So it's not the roll. The gravity's not pulling the roll down. I'm telling you, it's a okay. thing, and it's real. Just so you know. 70% of people polled by CNET prefer the paper over the top, just so you know. That's not a preference. It's not a preference. It's a, it's a thing. Okay. It's All way. right. That's fine. You guys got it. I hear you loud and clear. I was one for under, but now I'm going over. Okay, great. Finally, rising home prices are going to create windfalls for homeowners. New uh, survey that's just been done based on information. Third quarter, the average homeowner had gained about $17,000 in average in equity year over year. Now, if you break it down more specifically to the Louisville area, for most parts of the area, we're looking, when you factor in the differences, we're at 10K, $10,000 increase in uh, property value. That is 
great news. Don't you don't you think? That's what's gonna Absolutely. it's gonna flood next year. We're gonna see some crazy things when things hopefully start to get back to normal and people start to move around and feel around. There's yeah. a lot of resh- reshuffling is the word I'm hearing. We are just about out of time. I just want to take a moment to tell all of you how thankful we are for all of you as listeners and my thanks to our participants, all the participants of this radio show. Uh, the holiday seasons are a great time to give out thanks, but uh, we're especially thankful this year to the, uh, the caregivers, the uh, doctors and nurses, and the scientists who helped to put together that COVID vaccine in v- various forms. Uh, this has been one year for the ages. We'll wrap the year up next week, but certainly just an amazing what we've gone through, all of us, and we've survived, many of us, and our thoughts are with those who did not survive in their families. So. Thank you, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck anytime on his cell phone or his office phone at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our marketing photography and so much more, and you can reach me, Bob Sikoler, anytime, day or night at 376-5483. Guys, happy holidays to you. Happy Festivus. See you. Yes, and to all of our listeners, thank you so much for being here. We will see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.